you've heard it said on the radio, um, you've read it on the internet, this is the new normal. Well, today we're here to talk about what is normal and do you really want to live normally? Welcome to Kingdom Speak with Pastor Daniel McKillop. Welcome back, everyone, to our next great episode of Kingdom Speak. Today, we are talking with Pastor Daniel McKillop about being normal. Are you normal? I have heard contrary to that. <laughs> We're going to be bringing in a few. This is going to be a live call show. And yes. the leading question is, are you normal? Hmm. When were you last seen normal? Yeah. Right? It's just a or pertinent. maybe have you been seen with normal? <laughs> yeah. It's a it's a question we ask in the medical field, you know. So this guy is on the ground doing very abnormal things. When was he last seen normal? <laughs> and this is this his new normal? Yes. Uh something that comes to mind when we were talking about this. Uh I drink a very large amount of coffee, as do you. Yes. And it's amazing to me the amount of people in Canada, that's where we're filming this, uh, the, these episodes. So Tim Hortons, you know, is like the staple. Yes. You need potatoes, you need eggs, you need milk, and you need to go to Tim Hortons and get a coffee. Right. But it's amazing to me the amount of people that line around these drive throughs to drink very normal coffee. You know what I mean? Can, can we just put a little deal in here right now for all of our... American listeners. Mm. Did you read yesterday that 200 Starbucks stores yeah. are closing in Canada? Wow. Tim Hortons trumps again. Oh, yeah. We got it. Yeah, and I did use that word, Trump. <laughs> <laughs> We're losing subscribers as we speak. Come back. Mm. Come back. Yeah, so back to coffee. Who wants a normal cup of coffee? Yeah. And when... when we drink that coffee day in and day out. And then somebody says, Hey man, come on over for, for what supper. And you want a coffee after you eat and they hand you this coffee and you drink it. Yes. And you say, Whoa, that is not normal. That is not normal. That's what we're here to talk about today. Now, listen, you may not be able to say this about your wife. I'm not sure if she listens to our <laughs> podcast, but I'm going to say it about mine. When I saw my wife, I went, Whoa, Whoa. <laughs> she ain't normal. <laughs> Nobody in a good way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you, you, you don't. I, I don't know of anybody that strives to start a business, a relationship, a church, and goes. I just want it to be a just a normal business. Hmm. I think I think everybody desires. To, to hit the heights of, of, of whatever is attainable in that field. So yes. I, I did not look, I did not go looking for a female when I was looking for a wife. Mm -hmm. I was looking for something that set her apart mm -hmm. from all of the other candidates, if you will, the mm -hmm. norm. Mm -hmm. 
you look for those things. Why, why do I have a favorite restaurant? Because there's something special about that restaurant. How is that going for you lately, eating out in restaurants? <laughs> Plastrock has them all shut down. <laughs> we lost our cheesecake factory. Oh, yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, it's, it's bad. Yeah. It's bad. Yeah. little shout out for Little Pepinos, though. We still have the Little lifeline. Pepinos. The lifeline, yeah. So I think it's, it's, um, I think it's important that we bring this mindset into the church mm -hmm. i'm sick of just normal church yeah what was it if i if i felt that way about my bride mm -hmm. then jesus has every right mm -hmm. to feel the same way about his he wanted something that was set apart mm -hmm. he wanted something that was abnormal there are attributes about his bride mm -hmm. that set her apart from just the mass of humanity. Mm -hmm. And so it, it ties into our previous episode of us talking about covenants. Mm -hmm. If then, mm -hmm. if then. So there, there were certain things that he was looking for, a checklist, if you will, of what he desired in a bride and if you meet the criterion, you're in. You're in. So yeah. um, I, I'm afraid that, that settling for normalcy will, will affect the relationship that we have between the bride and the bridegroom. We don't need normal churches. We need exceptional, abnormal, supernatural yeah. churches. We well, need that cup of coffee mm. that stands out. From Dunkin' Donuts. There we go. Oh, oh, my goodness. How do you build a national franchise producing products like that? America runs on Dunkin', so do we say Canada runs on Tim? Ah, that, don't, <laughs> that don't work. Nah. So, you brought up Jesus. Jesus was not normal. He was not. He was not. And he didn't even have to tell people that he was ab abnormal, but people right away began to they notice. They detected it. They did. And I don't think we have to put signs outside our church mm. that say we're not normal either. Or do stupid things to make us abnormal. <laughs> <laughs> I believe in the same way that you could sense it when you were around Jesus. All right, let's, let's, go, let's go to his first synagogue appearance post-temptation in the wilderness. Mm -hmm. He comes out. In the power of the Spirit, he picks up the, 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 the scroll in yep. the presence of everyone that was gathered there that day, and he begins to read, and he says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted. I love this passage of Scripture. To preach deliverance to the captives, the recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And he closed the book, mm -hmm. gave it to the minister, and sat down. Here is where we understand that this was not a normal exchange in the synagogue. Mm. They had seen a man grab the scroll, read the scroll, 
close the book, give it to the minister, and sit back down before. That was There was nothing abnormal about that. Mm-hmm. But the Spirit of the Lord that came upon him, there was a magnetism that pulled them to the abnormality of the man and the Spirit that was upon him mm. that had just read. And every eye was fastened upon him. I, I, as a little side note, let me just put a pet peeve of mine in here. Oh, no. Verse 21 says, He began to say unto them, This day shall the scripture be fulfilled in your ears. Now, this is my pet peeve. I would like to find the individual that interrupted him. (laughs) Because here he is getting ready to open his mouth and expound on how he was going to fulfill everything that he just read. Mm -hmm. And somebody there so locked into the constraints of normalcy that could not get past, this is Joseph's son, He's just a Nazarite. Blech. He's just a carpenter. <laughs> he is the bland, yeah. mediocre, yeah. non-special individual mm. that when he started to say, this day, this scripture shall be fulfilled in your ears, and they interrupt him. Shut up. And we never understand or get to fully grasp the explanation that he was going to give. I'm telling you, being locked into normalcy affects re- revelation. You'll miss it. You'll miss it. Yeah. You will literally, if if we're not careful, we will equate the voices that God is using to speak to us, the anointed voices, mm-hmm. the voices that God and his spirit descend upon. We will equate them to such the regions of normalcy that we mm-hmm. fail to see and understand the full impact of the revelation that God has for us in that moment. So I would suggest, this is the pet peeve, when the anointed man is speaking, <laughs> oh, just be quiet. There, was that an easy way to say that? Oh, you almost. I almost oh. said it. Just be quiet. Do not interrupt him and have the message end with, well, he began to say. That was going to be really good, Pastor. Yeah. Normalcy interrupted the flow of the supernatural, of the abnormal, and locked it back into, uh, this is just Joseph's son. Incredible. And you just preached at a few people on the side. That was, nah. that was great. The anointing, let me, let, me, let me throw this in here. There is nothing that will pull you from the dregs of normalcy. Mm-hmm like the Holy Ghost. Mm -hmm. The anointing is anything but common. God forbid that because the apostolic ranks, we go to church, we experience the anointing service after service, that because we commonly Mm -hmm. experience interactions with the anointing, Mm -hmm. God forbid that we ever say or fall prey to the ideology that anointing is common. All right. Mm-hmm. Anointing is not common. Mm. Anointing has the ability to reach into the realms 
of that which is common and extrapolate that that it impacts and pull it into a realm, a region of, of dominion, power, authority. And we see this happen in the life of David. Yes. Yes. David is a shepherd boy. Anointed. <laughs> yeah. But do you know what? Until he's anointed, he's common. That's right. Shepherds were commonplace, mm -hmm. commonplace throughout Israel's existence. Mm -hmm. Kings were extraordinary. Kings were abnormal. Kings were set apart by a specific anointing. And so when David experienced the anointing, oil poured over him. It pulled him from obscurity and thrust him into another realm mm -hmm. of, dare we say, abnormality. For sure. Abnormality. For sure. It empowered him. Here's, here is an incredible dynamic when looking at the life, looking at the life of David. David was anointed to be king, to sit on a throne, to oper operate in the realms of opulence, authority, power, dominion. But it was years before he ever sat on the throne of power, authority, experienced the opulence, the blessings, the favor associated with what he had been anointed that realm he had been anointed to operate within. Mm -hmm. David leaves that, and shortly thereafter, by reason of a jealous carnal king by the name of Saul, he begins running for his very life, mm. cave hopping as he is trying his best to outpace an adversary that's trying to kill him mm -hmm. because he's envious of the anointing that he possesses. Mm -hmm. Okay? It is amazing to me that a posse begins to form around David. He's in a cave. David has no positions to offer anybody, no minister of defense, no, no, no treasury uh, office to put anybody over. He is in a cave. No power. No power. No, no recognition. No. But yet... That anointing that was on him made him such an exceptional leader, such an exceptional leader that it was like there was a magnet there. Right. There were men that would rather sleep in a cave with him as an anointed man than stay in a palace with a king that had lost the anointing. The anointing pulled men that were destitute, men that were in debt, Men that were, were, they, they, they were, they were from the lower dregs of society. Yes, for sure. Here's the amazing thing: they came and they gelled around that man with the anointing, and they did not change the man that was anointed. That's right. But the man that was anointed changed them. Yes, that is the power of the anointing. Those mighty men, right? If we have ever needed anointed men, we need them now. Why? Because we need mighty men. Mm -hmm. And it takes anointed men to lead men through that transition from just being natural, normal human beings to the kind of men that can wrestle with a lion in a pit on a snowy day and come out with the victory, that can whoop up on the Philistines in 
um, in, in a field yeah. of beans single-handedly and stacked them up. That's not normal. But it takes an anointed man to pull that out of them. That's the kind of man that we need. That's the kind of leadership that we need in this day. So another guy that comes to mind who was mighty um, is the man named Samson. But he seemed to always be working against his anointing. He did. You know, he was always testing. You don't read where David ever did that in a sense of he was always testing how far could he push it. Even when David was in the cave with with his guys, he was saying, yeah, no, guys, I know you think this is an occasion from God, but we're going to... Whereas Samson was going the other way, it seemed, at times. Yeah, yeah. Samson is a sad story. But it's also a story of how merciful God is as well. Mm-hmm. We don't have time to, to get into this on this podcast, but but there is there's something to be said for tampering with the convictions mm. that gained you access to that spirit that 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 made you abnormal right and god in his mercy not removing that spirit from you just because you tampered with that covenant relationship that you made with him mm-hmm. but don't you ever think that that there's not an end to that mercy I cannot imagine the horror that Samson experienced. That final time that he went out, Hmm. shook himself before the Philistines, and the Spirit of the Lord did not fall on him. He became like any other man. He became like any other man. And that that is something you've you've raised a a very important, and alarming trend mm-hmm. that has been a part of the kingdom of God mm-hmm. since its since its since its inception. Mm-hmm. You see it with the children of Israel. Let's look at it for a minute. You've got Samuel who comes in on the heels of hundreds of years of the judges. Mm-hmm. Whenever there was a good judge present, the people done right. Whenever the judge walked off the scene, they'd done that which was right in their own eyes. Their their life was cyclical in nature. They experienced the favor of God, and then they experienced the judgment of God. Mm. It was it was there was no consistency there. Enter Samuel. Mm-hmm. Samuel steps on the scene. He is anointed to lead. He is a seer. In my opinion, Samuel encapsulates the preferred means and method that God has for for leading Mm -hmm. his people, speaking to his people, um, guiding his people, and it is through an anointed prophet. Mm -hmm. It it boggles my mind to think that not one of of Samuel's words, not one, Mm. fell to the ground. A testimony that is unrivaled, in history. Never heard of it since. Not one word fell to the ground. Well, besides the current president of the United States, maybe. <laughs> I'm sorry. You had this. to bring it in, didn't you? Oh, yes. So, no, I don't think he is Samuel's rival. Not one of I, his tweets fell to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Some of them are dismantled and thrown Woo! to the ground. 
So it is amazing to me and alarming Mm -hmm. that in a setting where God is speaking through a preferred channel that never misses, that the people begin to request that's right. Yep. Another model of leadership. Give us a king. When you really dive down into why you want the king, what was their objective? They wanted to be normal. Sad. They wanted to be like any other nation. Listen, you're a peculiar people. You're a holy nation. Mm-hmm. You've entered a covenant relationship with Jesus Christ that gives you that kind of of ebb and flow Mm -hmm. with deity that makes every other nation salivate to have that. Mm -hmm. Your God will stop the sun so that you can win a battle. Exactly right. Your God will rain down hail so that you can win a battle. Your God will open up the ground Mm -hmm. to swallow rebellion. Why would you want, you think you need a minister of defense? Do you think you need an army? You can go into battle and sing your way to victory. Why do you want a king that will lead you into battle when a musician's done it up till now and it's worked? Mm-hmm. The thrust really the thrust was that they wanted to be normal. They wanted to be like any other nation. They wanted to be accepted. The thing that concerns me is that that is not just relegated to that sector of history. We see that repeatedly emerging Mm -hmm. throughout the kingdom of God, and it is in our day as well. If the church ever strives to be like any other demographic nation, if you will, Mm -hmm. we lose the things that set us apart. We lose the super natural and just become natural the things that pull the drug addicts through the door exactly. the alcoholics exactly. through the drawer through the door the the marriages that are busted up mm-hmm. the things that when, when when they have someone sick they call our churches why that's right we want you people to pray why because there's something abnormal about it you've got a connection why would we want to dial back the fact that when we get on our knees, God hears us and answers our prayer just so that we fit in? The church is called to be light in a dark world. The church is called to be salt. We are to impact and stand out, and for sure we are not called to be normal. We seem to value uh, a acceptance and approval from others more than we do seem to value the benefits we have at our fingertips. The benefits that we have because we've got the acceptance and and approval of God. Exactly. But why is it that we seem to just gravitate to the... I, I, I I think it's part of that eternal, that eternal tension between carnality and spirituality, the the carnal mind being at enmity mm. with the mind of God, and we have to we have to recalibrate often and make sure that the mind of Christ is what is governing us, mm. and not the pursuit 
of societal acceptance. Our world's gone crazy, man. Yeah. It's, it's, it's unhinged what is happening right now. Though we don't need to just repackage a faith-based alt- version of society's right. response to right. what's going on in our world. We need a God-centric response, a kingdom of God response to this. Mm-hmm. That's not always popular societally no, no, for, sure. for sure but we better not strive for the approval of society over the approval of god because when we do we do become like any other nation we will get a king but we can't sing our way to battle anymore now our hmm. our sons and daughters are leading the way into conflict that other times we just shouted our way through and now you're going to get smashed into oblivion like every other nation gets smashed into oblivion you know when when you look in history almost every single nation always went through the you know periods of being sieged and all of these kind of things yes Uh, so why why would why do you want to join that vicious cycle (laughs) right right yeah taxes he even said it oh taxes Uh, we we don't pay any taxes we see that (laughs) yeah we see that within one generation. What is Saul trying to buy David off with? Mm-hmm. A tax-free existence. Totally. Under Samuel, it didn't exist. So, I don't think we fully understand at times when we get when we get caught up. Yeah. In how society responds to situations, to crisis, to chaos. If we're not careful, we will minimize the role. Let's use this as an example. We'll minimize the role of Samuel. Mm-hmm. We'll minimize the role of the anointed one. Mm-hmm. We will minimize the role and the impact of what one man with the Spirit of the Lord resting on him can do mm-hmm. with a scroll in his hand. He can preach something that sets captives free. He can, he can preach something that removes blindness from eyes. He can preach something that 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 delivers the leper mm-hmm. from his leprosy. So the 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 preacher, the Samuel yep. versus the king, yep. the preacher that has that anointing is an exceptional man. He's not normal. Right? He yeah. is not a normal man. And hopefully that doesn't mean he's better than anybody else. No, no, that's right. But he's not the same as everybody else. That's right. You should be saying different things than Tucker Carlson says on Fox News. Or... There's a shout out. <laughs> Love you, Tucker. Thank you for your support. Exactly. But right, every... we don't need to be echoing the talking points right. of the opinion, the mainstream media opinion pieces. Right. Regardless if they're right or wrong, if they're left wing, right wing. When you go to church and sit down and hear a preacher preach to you, it should be something different. Yes. Yes. That man is preaching because the Spirit of the Lord is upon him. Yes. That sets him in another category. Mm. That makes him unique. That unlocks the miracle working power of God. Mm. It doesn't reside in him as a human being, but it resides in what resides upon him. Exactly which is the spirit of the Lord. That man can't preach except he is sent. He is an exceptional 
creature. Go back and listen to our exceptional podcast. That was there. It is there. It is a shout out. Well, let's let's tag into that for a moment. Yep. It takes an anointed man, a man with the mind of Christ, a man with heavenly wisdom, wisdom that descends from above, not an earthly wisdom. It takes that kind of a man to proper properly interpret when exceptions are applied. Yeah. The carnal mind, the carnal mind loves legalism. A king, a king can run something by the law. That's right, or get out of the way. That's right. <laughs> but do you know what made Solomon so impactful? Is that wisdom that came from above yes, sir. that he knew when to make the exception. Every king knows the rules, but it takes an anointed king mm -hmm. to know what the exceptions are. It is defining, and boy, this is a fact, it's defining the exceptions that yes. are controversial. Yes. That's where the controversy lies, is not in playing it by the rules, but in defining the exceptions. So you know something that I've been thinking about? Like when we opened this podcast, I mentioned the new normal. There's no question our world will be different after what we've just been through. Sure. Um, if you want to stick in the world of normal, that is going to continually change. Societally, it yeah. is, yes. Right? Another reason, again, we're telling you why you should not be normal. Yes. Right? Yes. If if you if you're gonna say, well, I'm just gonna do what everybody else is doing, well, that changes. Yes. It's yes. Pretty, you know, if you think of culture. Well, the, okay, the the people that are telling us we have a new normal coming can't even define it. It is changing so exactly. rapidly. It's very rapid. Very. They're they're doing their best, but yeah. it continues. To, you know, you you turn on. You know, and I'm a musician. You are as well. Music is defined by generations, you know, 60s, 70s, 80s, and everything is different. There's different normals in culture. Right. You know, if you think even in terms of what is now nor the normal family. Oh, yes. Yes. Consistently changing. Always evolving. Yeah, yeah, we call it normal, but yet it's not really normal. No. No, it's not. So why do we want the church to be normal? Exactly right. I think the fact that we are exceptional is more consistent than the fact that we are normal. We are an exceptional institution. The church is an exceptional institution. Yeah. But its exception is consistent. Mm -hmm. It is consistently exceptional. Why? Because it is driven by that anointing, that which never changes. It, it follows a moral compass, yep. and the spirit that governs that yep. lets us know where to make those exceptions without violating the exceptions. Okay, let's, let's, let's put this on it. Here comes the scribes. Yep. Here comes the Pharisees, and they've got a woman caught in the very act of adultery. They throw her down at the feet of the anointed one. Mm-hmm. The one that has the anointing residing on him from Luke when we were writing, when we were reading a moment ago, mm -hmm. when he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. 
it's it's that sense, that spiritual sense that gives you the ability to interpret. This is what's transpiring right now, mm-hmm. and this is how I should respond to it. And the response is not a violation. Don't even begin to suggest that Jesus Christ was avoiding the topic of adultery. He had already established that if you look on a woman to lust after her, you've committed adultery in your heart already. He wasn't waffling on the issue of adultery. That's right. But through the eyes of the Spirit, he was was piercing through the fog of legalism to see what the motivation of the accusation was. And he said, I'm going to answer your question. I know that you know the law, but I know how to apply the exception. Yeah. And when it was done, there wasn't an accuser left. And she walked away with the final admonition of go your way and sin no more. That is, is the role and the power of the anointing one, anointed one. That is not a normal response. A legalistic response would have stoned her. Yes, for sure. They were ready. A normal response yep. would have stoned her. If the church slides back into normalcy, hmm. contrary to what they think, it will be more judgmental and less merciful. Mm-hmm. It is is an exceptional church that knows how to apply the exception. It is anointed leadership that knows how to say, this is the law of Moses, but this is the interpretation for this situation. You'll kill the baby. You'll kill the baby with the sword. Yep. Yep. You'll do it. So maybe we wrap up by talking about... um, Dirt. Oh, you got a good scoop? Got a scoop. <laughs> this is good. This is not dirty talk? Yes. We're going to keep it above board, above the ground. It applies being exceptional, being abnormal mm. applies to everything. Think about this. The promised land was not the same as the land around it. That's right. There was a covenant agreement between God, his people, and the dirt. Mm -hmm. You couldn't do things in Jerusalem that you could do outside of the promised land. Proof of this is when Israel's taken captive, Mm -hmm. Babylon moves in and tries to repopulate the land that they pulled the children of God out of. And during that process, Lions begin coming out. Mm. Beasts come out and begin devouring their children. When they looked at it, they, uh, they said, what's going on? We've never, we've never seen this before when Israel was here. The answer was, it's because we don't understand the ways of the God That's right. of the land. There is a covenantal agreement between this land. This is not normal dirt. Mm-hmm. You may have dirt over here that you can do that on. You may be able to do that in Babylon, but when you move over here, there's ramifications for what you even do in this land. Mm. In this land. Wherever they set the tabernacle up as they wandered through the wilderness, made that particular section of ground unique at that point. Yep. 
Moses. Yes, the ground around the whole uh, around the bush. Yep. This is holy ground. Mm. So the exceptions, the abnormalities, the supernatural components doesn't just affect us. It even affects the physical things. That's right. That's right. We, we, we could just go on and on here, but it yeah. affects your money. It affects your home. Yeah. It affects every aspect of the kingdom of God, every aspect of it, to the point that when Naaman came, mm -hmm. there was something unique about the Jordan River yep. that That's Naaman right. could not access by dipping in any other river. Mm -hmm. there, was a, there was a covenant tie that made the Jordan River at that moment exceptional That's right. Does it, was it better than any other river no no nope. but was it different it was actually kind of gross yeah that's why naaman didn't want to yeah. be in it yep i have better rivers yep. at home yep. than the jordan river yep. but you don't have an exceptional river that's right. for you in your situation there is a contract between you the prophet god and that river now go dip in it and your miracle's waiting there. It was that Naaman that when he left said, could you give me some of this dirt? Mm -hmm. I want to worship your God, but I want to do it with two mule fulls of dirt, two loads, two mule loads of dirt mm -hmm. to take back to a pagan land. Why? He said, I know that if I'm going to worship your God, I even need to do it on your dirt. Hmm. Now is not the time that the church needs to compromise, back away from the covenantal agreements that we have made with God. Yeah. Because it is those things that keep us qualified for the Spirit of God to touch us. Mm -hmm. Samson, don't play with it. Don't play with the hair. Don't play with the wine. Mm -hmm. Leave it exactly how God told you to leave it. And if you do, if you're content to not be like any other nation. I'll treat you better than any other nation. You, when, you're, when you're abnormal, when you're exceptional, mm -hmm. when you're above average, that doesn't mean that you don't go through trials, don't go through tests, don't have bad days, but it means you go through the fire, and when you come out, you don't smell like smoke. You have absolutely come through it in an abnormal fashion. With that kind of agreement, who wants to be normal? There it is. You are not normal. You know what else is abnormal? It would be listening to this podcast and not subscribing. That is abnormal. What we need from you is to be normal and subscribe. <laughs> that is the new normal. So thank you again for joining us on Kingdom Speak with Pastor Daniel McKillop. Like I said, wherever you're joining us from, do us a favor, subscribe. Uh, if you're on our YouTube channel, uh, leave us a comment. Let us know that, you know, it's kind of Kind of a cool podcast, uh, social media, Instagram, Twitter. Do us all a favor and follow us there. You'll get an inside scoop on what's coming up next. Thank you again for joining us on Kingdom Speak with Pastor Daniel McKillop. Mm -hmm.